You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He holds on to it. It's all over. Court storm of time and Chestnut Hill. Welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, PJ Glasser, the glass man with you. Before we get to what was an exciting night in college basketball, really wasn't expecting that. I thought it was a little bit of a boring slate. Turned out to be quite entertaining. Let's just take a little moment to rejoice in the fact that Aaron Rodgers has emerged from the darkness. I wonder how many text messages he has. It seems to be the top story now. I feel like we need to sing Kumbaya and just join hands and sit around a, a, a you know, a fire. I, I, it's, no. it's so weird. I, <laughs> you're out on that? Jake's out on it. <laughs> I just can't imagine what went down in that darkness retreat. I, what do you weird. think? What do you think his eyes are like walking out into the light this morning? I, because when I when I go to Monster Mini Golf for like an hour and then I walk outside when it's pitch black in there and then I walk out, my eyes are, are, are brutal. So I can't even imagine what Aaron Rodgers is like waking up today, walking outside for the first time in five days. What is the over under on how many text messages he has? Are you returning to the Packers? Are you not returning to the Packers? It's very interesting. You bring up a good point, though, about the text messages. Like, his phone must just be blowing up from people reaching out to him. Um, but yeah. I completely disagree. I think he has zero text messages. I think he has really? none. Oh, I bet he has a ton. Mm. I bet he has a Because ton. he's Aaron Rodgers. He's a weirdo. <laughs> like, he made it very clear, like, I'm going on this retreat. I'm not talking to anybody, blah, blah, blah. Like, he probably told everyone, don't talk to me until I get back. I'll talk to you. I bet he is zero. Also, nobody likes him. Well, I went to Pro Football Talk, and it was the top story. I feel like everyone is interested in what what self-discovery was made in this tunnel of darkness. Was it even a tunnel? Was it like a five-star hotel room? Like, what is this darkness retreat? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good question. I don't know. Do we even know where he went? Like, where the darkness retreat was? Was it outside of the United States? Do we even know? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. But I just can't imagine, like, eating mushrooms in a dark tunnel for a few weeks. That just sounds really crazy. (laughs) I don't know if I would have clarity after that situation. (laughs) What's your gut telling you? Do you think that he's going to come back and play? Do you think he's going to retire? You think he stays a Packer? You think he gets traded? What do you think? (sighs) I don't know why I feel like he ends up on the 49ers. Really? Mm. I just do. I don't see him walking away. 
I agree. I, I agree. don't see him returning to Green Bay. I think he's going to be on another team. I kind of think he might come back to Green Bay. I feel like we've done this the last couple of years where it's like Aaron Rodgers needs time after the season to think about what's next for him. And then all these rumors about, oh, they could trade him or he could retire. And then none of that ever happens. And he just winds up staying in Green Bay. So part of me kind of thinks he might just stay. Um, San Francisco would be the intriguing one. We talked about it yesterday. He went to school in Berkeley. He's a Northern California guy, so he gets to play for, for his hometown team to kind of end his career. Has a chance, a great chance of winning a Super Bowl if he goes there. The Packers yeah, said that's what not... I think. Yeah. I just think that would be put the bow on what really has been an incredible career as much as I like to make fun of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's had an amazing career. Going to the 49ers with that roster would – and maybe they lose in the Super Bowl would just be so Aaron Rodgers. Like, wouldn't that just be the ending to his career that you could, it's like a movie, really. It is, would be the perfect, would be the perfect ending to uh, to his career. It'd be funny if he doesn't go to the Jets and then, you know, Nathaniel Hackett ends up probably, probably got a job because it was in hope of landing Rodgers and then might not even I just, there. the Jets thing, I don't know if he wants to follow in Favre's footsteps. I think his ego is so big that he's like, yeah, so what Favre did is what I'm not going to do, okay? Yeah, that's, God, and Aaron Rodgers in New York, oh, that just, I, I can't see that fit at all. Can't see that at all. It's true. <laughs> he's too big of a hippie for New York, probably. They, they would eat him alive <laughs> in that city. <laughs> all right, so coming back, we know Aaron Rodgers is out of the tunnel of darkness, KD could return to the lineup here soon. So that's exciting news. He suffered that MCL injury. We've been waiting to see him on the court, right knee MCL sprain. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. It could be on the road against the Hornets. Gosh, so does this mean we got to bet over their win total? We talked about that yesterday. Or do you think they get off to a bumpy start? I definitely am probably going to fade the Suns in their first couple games just because they're going to be favorites. They're going to be laying big numbers because of the talent on that roster, but it is going to take them some time to gel. So especially against the Hornets in that first game, Hornets are one of the worst teams in the league. They're on the road, probably going to be favored by like 11 and a half points in that game. So I'm already telling you right now, Aaron, I'm going to be back in Charlotte in that game to cover the spread. I'm probably going to fade Phoenix in their first couple games. But we've talked about it long term. They're they're the team I think to beat in the West. Uh, but I just it's going to take them some time to gel, just because Kevin Durant is such a great scorer, and the ball's going to be in his hands a lot. Even though I think he'll mesh really well in that offense, it, it will take some time getting used to. It'll be interesting. I don't have a strong opinion right now. Part of me thinks this is Kevin Durant. He's got a lot to prove that he could go out there and just drop forty on him. <laughs> He could. He definitely Although, could. Now that he has to share the ball with Devin Booker, that's what's going to be interesting to me. Because, like, Devin Booker is, like, an MVP-type player, right? Mm -hmm. So is Kevin Durant. So their numbers, maybe he's going to be scoring more in the 20s, KD, and not dropping a bunch of points. I, it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out in terms of props and points, you know, because... Maybe KD is like, you know what, Devin, you've been here a while. This is your team. I'm just here to help us win a championship, and he's not out there trying to be the man. 
Right. And it's an interesting point you bring up, Aaron, because when KD was on the Warriors, Steph kind of deferred to KD, especially in the playoffs and in the finals against Cleveland. He's like, look, Kevin, you're, we're going as far as you take us. Like, you came here. It's, it's up to you to close out these games. But I kind of think you're right. I, I think even though Durant is, is still one of the best players in the NBA, one of the best scorers, I think he might defer to Devin Booker a little bit. And it's going to be interesting to see how that relationship kind of manufactures throughout the year, what they end up doing in crunch time in the postseason. But it's interesting because in Golden State, Steph deferred to KD. But now I think this time around in Phoenix, KD possibly could defer to Devin Booker. So that's going to be something interesting to watch. Yeah, I think it might be something I need to see before I'm all in on KD props. I just had a conspiracy theory. Maybe KD told Devin Booker, listen, you've got to break up with Kendall Jenner or I'm not, or I'm just going to still be injured, okay? So now that we know that the Kardashian curse is over for Devin Booker, he's like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready. I Especially because now that KD's played with Ben Simmons, right? He's like, look, I've seen what Kendall has done to this league. I've seen what it's done to players. This is not going to happen to you. It's, you might be up to something, Aaron. You might break, be up break to something. Up or, or I'm going to be low-key injured for a while. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's talk about what was a bounce-back night for your girl. I did not do Will There Be Overtime, but the game we talked the most about went to overtime. If of course you would have told me a game with a 17-and-a-half-point spread would have gone to overtime and we all we were like three points away from a major upset i would have been like pj what are you smoking over there like you're tripping this is not real but that's exactly what we had last night between south carolina and alabama this one goes to ot alabama ends up winning by two points but i was so i'm texting pj last night like oh my gosh because i took the plus 17 and a yeah, half we both south did. carolina because yeah. i yeah, I was Easy like, winner. I'm, I after the Miller uh, allegations that are you know allegedly brought the gun to the murder scene. I was like, this is just has drama written all and distraction written all over it. However, I was wrong about that. Miller is apparently built different. He that really dude is. dropped forty one points. It was like the most by a Division One player all season, the most in Alabama basketball history. Not only was this guy not distracted, he went off and had his best game of his career. So that I was wrong on, but I didn't see them almost losing this game. I ended up betting them seven to one live because you told me you got them plus five forty. So I was like, "Oh, that's a great idea." At the time, it was five to one. I waited a couple minutes, hit that seven to one, but dang, it didn't hit. the The live bet didn't hit, but they it did hit when you uh, take South Carolina plus the seventeen. I know. I thought we had a shot at that live bet. South Carolina took the lead with 13 seconds left in regulation, and then Miller tied it with three seconds to go. Bama goes on to win it in OT. He was he was spectacular last night. He scored more than half of their points. Bama as a team at 78, and Miller had 41 himself. He was great. He put the team on his back. Um, and, you know, if you're an NBA team, I was I was fascinated, Aaron, like if you're an NBA scout with all this stuff swirling around Miller and Alabama basketball, like how that might affect his draft status and all that. 
But the mental toughness he showed last night to go on the road, have the best game of his career, put the team on his back, get better and better as the game goes on, I thought was impressive. It was also big for Alabama as a team because Bama and SEC play, they've been beating teams by an average of like 20 points. A lot of their games have just been blowouts. And when we get into March Madness, like that's just not going to happen. A bunch of these games are going to come down to the final possession, the final two minutes of the game. So for them to get that experience in a close game and be able to find a way to win it when they played their C-minus game, I thought was uh, was impressive. But that money line would have been nice. I, I thought I thought we had it. Just the way the flow of that Gosh. game was going, you know, you just you felt like an upset was brewing. It almost happened, but yeah, that plus 17 and a half, Aaron, that's that's one of the easiest bets we'll hit all year. I don't think Bama led by more than like six points the entire game. Like the spread was at no point in question, which which was great. So with the, the near loss for Alabama, they dropped from number two in Ken Palm to now number three. UCLA is now number two. But when I look at this top 10, It's like, I don't really trust any of these teams. They're all flawed. There isn't one, I guess you could say Houston, but I'm not a big Houston fan personally. I'd like to see them struggle come tournament time, unlike you. But am I wrong? Like, they both have, they all have given me scares, including Purdue. It's just kind of like one, a couple steps forward, a couple steps back. I don't know what to who to trust this season. It's it's tough, Aaron. It's tough. Uh, you, like you said, I'm I'm high on Houston and UCLA. To me, those are kind of the two teams from the rest of the pack. But after that, I mean, I'm with you. You know, Kansas is is playing really really well right now, but I'm still worried about their depth. They don't have much size, and and they're not a very good defensive team at times. Purdue, obviously, they have the national player of the year in Zach Eady, but I worry about the fact they have two freshman guards in their backcourt Arizona unbelievable offensive team but I just worry about their defense in in a tournament setting if a team's able to slow them down Virginia we know the story with them good defense can they have enough offense so yeah Aaron you look at this top 10 I feel like we say it every year in March Madness like it's just going to be crazy it's going to be epic there's really no great team but with, you know, it's been a historical year. We've had eight teams who have been number one in the country that have lost. It's like the most since the mid-40s. So it truly could be it's, one of those years where it's just well, epic chaos. Well, last year, everyone was talking about Gonzaga, though. I I don't know if there's a team that had as much hype, like, this season compared to the hype that Gonzaga had. And yeah. we saw them exit early and didn't live up to expectations come tournament time. Also, uh, UConn, that first half spread bet that I was on, that hit. They got revenge against Providence at home, 87-69, the final in that one. We had a really good night. You hit your UConn first half, your South Carolina. I was on South Carolina with you. I had LSU plus two and a half against Vandy last night. I said that spread stunk. LSU had lost 14 straight (laughs) games. And yet, they were only two-and-a-half-point dogs to Vandy. They end up winning it outright. So that was nice. Kentucky yesterday came through against Florida. So it was a great night. Great call with UConn. I still think UConn is the best team in the Big East. I don't know if they're going to win the Big East tournament, but if you're asking me for a team that I think could go deepest in the tournament, I think it's UConn, Aaron. The way that they play offense and defense, it's they're going to be scary as a four seed for somebody. 
I'm with you. I like UConn as well. The NBA is back, but listen, we've got golf. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. The Honda Classic underway this morning. It's not too late to get those bets in. Jeff Feinberg joins us next on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.